Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to another sort of smirch on screen, but in this case it's sort of smirch on small screen. Uh, I don't know why I did that voice. Uh, we're here to talk about Dungeons and Dragons Honour Among Thieves. Now, I couldn't think of anyone better to talk to about this than Paul Litchfield, who likes Dungeons and Dragons. Likes? <gasps> <laughs> Tom, I'm, oh, God, I nearly called you Tom then. I'm oh. so used to us doing wheezing groanings. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I slightly admonished you already, because you, you said, oh, I like that bit when that happened, and I went, that's not the spell. Yeah, you, were, you seemed very cross. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, cross. I, look... It literally ruled my world from the ages of nine to about 14, 15. Hmm. I was insane for Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. I used to hitchhike. I used to leave, leave school on a Friday with a friend. Hmm. We would tell each other's parents we were staying around each other's houses. And then we would get on the motorway in Plymouth, hmm. hitchhike to London, oh spend two days playing nonstop, hmm. <laughs> and then come home. Christ. I know, just utterly insane. Um but then I stopped about the age of 14, 15, I think mainly because music started to become more important and mm. going out and seeing girls and drinking and things like that. Mm. But I, um, And also, I think one of the things that was the final nail in the coffin for me is I, when I started playing, you know, I was like 13 and I'm in London and I'm playing with like 40, 50-year-old shifty fuckers. They <laughs> <laughs> were like, here's a printout of my character. She's the queen of the dark elves. And I'm like, oh, God, this is you, isn't it? This is your other ego. <laughs> you know, men like that. Yeah, yeah. Just very frightening men who are now assisting you tree with their inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one guy, it didn't matter what you did to his character. He's like, oh, no, but I've got the cloak of that will never happen to me on. And people just really hated him. He's like, oh, he's just got this invincible, annoying character. So one day I was DMing, which is the dungeon master. In other words, you're, you're running the game. Yeah, you're not sending and messages to them. 
<laughs> you write bits of paper like, where's your wife buried? Um, <laughs> and um, we used to, you could have this clause in, in, in Tons of Dregs if you wanted to, where, you, where zero meant zero. Now, what that means is, is in Tons of Dregs, you've got hit points. In other words, you've got a certain amount of number of points. That's your life. Hmm. So you, you might be 79. If you get down to zero, you're unconscious. If you get to below zero, you're dead. Yeah. But in Dungeons & Dragons, you can have characters like healers and clerics. You can bring you back to life and all that. But you can play zero means zero rules, which means if your character dies, it's dead forever. Right. And the DM gets the beautiful job of picking up their character sheet and tearing it in half. Which oh is, ri- I mean, for, for, for D&Ders, this is ruthless. Mm. Ruthless. And this guy had been building up his character. He literally had like a, an airbrushed painting of her and a small volume, like a, a moleskin diary of her history. Just this madman's, like, you know, she was born in the fields of Garathnikon. And I'm like, oh, God. It was all that. Anyway, I killed his character and he was trying, because he was trying so desperately to go, you can't do that to me, you can't do that to me. And I killed his character. For four D&Ds out there with a level uh, seven spell called Reverse Gravity. Oh, so what does that mean? Does that mean he goes through the floor? Well, no, um, you can't cast it on, on him. Right. What you do is you cast it on, on an object. He was standing on a massive like rock right. and he reversed gravity on the rock and he was in a cave and the rock just went bang on the ceiling and there's no saving throw and he died. And there's just nothing he could do. And he was frantically looking through his thing. And then I, I remember I ripped up his character that he'd probably been playing for like eight years that was laminated because he was masturbating over it so much. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, a hard, it was a hard thing to rip. But I remember ripping it and he burst into tears. <laughs> And he was 50-something. And I went, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ease off Dungeons and Dragons for a bit. <laughs> so, so with that all being said, yeah. now let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons <coughs> in media. Because the first Dungeons and Dragons thing I remember, it may be different for you, was cartoon. the cartoon. Yeah, The cartoon, yeah. Which I which loved. Great. Oh, God, mm. I loved it so much. It was mm. very much get home from school and there it was. Mm. And, of course, in this film, there's a delightful nod to it. There is, yeah. Which is beautiful. And if you know, you know, but if you don't, it doesn't matter. And I, I got the feeling, I mean, we'll get there when we talk about it a bit more, but I got the feeling there's a little nod to Venger in this film as well, is there? Yeah, definitely a nod to Venger. Yeah. And there's definitely a let, let's ignore the, the film they made in the 90s, which is oh, just... Oh, God. I was going to get onto that in a minute. Yeah, utter yeah. pants. Yeah, well, we might as well talk about it now. It's yeah. the, the, the film they made in 2000 with Jeremy Irons Ugh. is the baddie and everyone, yeah. no, no one watched it. I mean, if, if they it's did, just it appalling. Sad. Yeah. Yeah, it came out at the same time as movies like Spawn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you used to go, God, this is awful. I think, why are they using computers to do effects? Because they're really bad. Yeah, oh, man. Jesus H. Corbett. So, but apparently this this thing that mm. they want that became the film, originally it was uh, since 2013, apparently. Mm. They were trying to turn into a TV-based uh, net, okay. net, Netflix-y idea. Like which a Game actually, of Thrones type thing. Yeah, which, mm. to be honest, would have been perfect because mm. I was just thinking like fantasy television which I adore but it's all very dour yes Game of Thrones is extremely dour I don't mm. know if you saw um, um, uh, the latest Rings of the Power Rings. No, yeah Rings of Power and there's the Wheel of Time which is like watching community service in fantasy it's just god's sake someone crack a smile um but what this film does and I think what it would do and there's still thoughts about it of turning it into which would be perfect mm. Because because it's episodic because it's 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 all it's all a little quest. Yes, it's I'm like the Mandalorian. How good the Mandalorian first season was because mm. it's just a series of one-off. He's in this planet terrain with this monster this week. Yes, and you go, isn't it amazing? Yes, 
You know, and with a small story arc. And I think D&D is um, ready now for someone like Netflix. Or in this case, it's now Paramount. They now own it. Yes. And that was the other reason, apparently, why they could never do anything with it. There were massive rights since 2013 with Hasbro and Universal, who did own it, and God knows what. Yeah. So the initial idea was a TV show, but then it became Honor Amongst Thieves, which, you know, it's good. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I, it's was fun, I was expecting it to be not very good. But oh, I, I, I was really so good expecting to go and go and go. Well, I've seen that. Yes, like some of the new Marvels, and go. Well, I've mm. seen it. Yeah, you know, but it actually, I laughed a lot and went, "This is good." Yeah, the cast is really good. Cast is brilliant. I think it works because the the the, the original writers, the screenwriters, and the director—they're all comedy. Mm. So they're, um, between them, it's like Robot Chicken, Batman Lego Movie. Like game Night. Um, game Night, Horrible Bosses. So they're guys who just want to stick gags in. Mm. And this thing relies on also when the Marvel films are good, like the last Thor film, is just pepper it with gags. Mm. And then you come out going, well, that was brilliant fun. Yeah, there's, there's some great gags in this. There's some beautiful gags. I mean, well, yeah, you contacted me not so long ago about probably the best gag in the film. Yeah. Which is just so funny. Which I said, I liked it when he was that hologram. Yeah, and I went, no, it's not, it's a mirror image. It's an illusionist spell. It's <laughs> a good bit. That is very funny, that bit where his face just really, starts melting. It's genuinely very funny when he's like computer glitching. Hmm. It's not like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's basically turning into him from Carry On. <laughs> it's very amusing. I also really like the joke about waiting for that guy to turn up at the beginning of the, ho- the hearing. Yes. and Because he, he's a big bird man. Yeah, he's, yeah and, that, and in Indian D, he's called a bird man as well. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Well, here's the other good thing. Um, all the spells in it and all the monsters in it are all proper Dungeons and Dragons monsters. So for the real fans, they're mm. like, oh, look, there's an owlbear. Or ah. the, there's a displacer beast, which is those weird panthers with the tentacles on them. Ah, because I, I was um, thinking there's that bit where it cuts to the guy in the field and there's those little like chickens with dinosaur head type things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, mm. ev- everything in it is, is from Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. But Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know what what um, incarnation it's on there because when I started playing it was it was the third edition and fourth edition I think it's now up to seven or eight so now even if I looked at an, an eighth edition uh, I wouldn't even know what it was yeah I'd be like what the hell's all that you know are, are they like more extreme now are they like well it's not more extreme they just got more they just um, originally when you play Dungeons and Dragons you can be something that just beats the shit out of something with a club hmm. beats the shit out of something with a bow and arrow or cast spells so you hmm. were, it, was very, it was much more simpler you were either a fighter or a druid or a cleric or a magician or a thief like the and characters in the cartoon like the characters in the cartoon hmm. and now it's just really opened up so now if you want to be anyone who's to do with magic you, you, you're not just a magic user anymore you could be a sorcerer um, a necromancer a battle mage or whatever and there's now five sort of individual pathways that each of them was those main tropes take. Hmm. So in this one, for instance, there's the druid is 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 caught, is is a teethling, hmm. which is something I had no idea about. Like that's right. obviously from that's obviously new edition stuff. No idea what that race is. No, but that's been in there. And but that's all fine. So which one's the druid? The baddie? No, the druid's the girl. She's the teethling. Oh, she's right. the one that she's the one that does a spell called polymorph, by the way, which is when she can turn herself into like flies and oh, little, I see. little things. Well, that's, that's a good right. little sequence, isn't it? Where she's yeah, it's brilliant. Going fun. through the different animals to get out. Yeah, of the it's garden. cool, isn't it? That's yeah. really good fun. And and again, they're all it's all it's all D and D lore for those people who want to you know take their willies out in the cinema and enjoy it properly. <laughs> <laughs> like Pee Wee Herman, for instance. <laughs> yeah, for example, one of his favourite films. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that and Deep Throat. Weirdly, I don't know why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It loves them. D's, isn't it? 
think all his favourite films begin with D. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah. There's also, with, with that castle sequence, which is different animals, it pays off a gag because he got Michelle Rodriguez earlier saying that she could turn into a deer. Yes. Which is fun. Yeah, it's it's got some really fun gags. And it's got that lovely cracking little um, uh, script energy between the characters, just lots of slightly gentle dissing mm. and taking the mickey, but but they're all mates. And it, 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 it sort of felt like exactly what a playing Dungeons & Dragons is supposed to be. Yes. It's supposed to be about teamwork and different people with different strengths and, and weaknesses and trying to solve stuff. Mm. That's the whole point. And it's all what we call fetch questing. Have you heard about fetch questing? Uh, is that with no? It's not the straw, is it? Um, oh, that's it's felching. Not Fletch. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's not felching, and it's not watching Fletch no. in between games. Fetch questing <laughs> is essentially what Dun- what Dungeons and Dragons is, and it's what Lord of the Rings is, what everything mm. is, which is. Um, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. The three of you have to go to this castle and get me the Sword of Ooh. Right. So you need to fetch the item, and it, it's what is known as fetch questing. What which is exactly Lucas what Dungeons and Dragons is. Yeah, what George Lucas would call the MacGuffin. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And, and that's all fantasy stuff is. It's mm. to, in Krull, it's getting the glaive, mm. you know, or getting the whatever. It's mm. all known as a fetch quest. And that's what Dungeons and Dragons... Oh, yeah, you what? Oh, I'm going to watch Krull um, now. It, oh, I'm going to watch... I'm going to stop talking to you and watch Krull now. <laughs> so let's both watch Krull now. <laughs> in this episode, you listen to John and Paul watch Krull. Should we watch it again? Do you like it? Do you want to see it again? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So fetch and and they do yeah. this the fetch quest element in yeah. this perfectly. There's yeah. there's two fetch quest elements to it. Yes. Number one is to find the tablet of resurrection, mm. so Chris Pine can bring back his um, dead wife. Yeah. And then to find that they've got to find the helm of disconjunction or something. So it's mm. it's what is known as fetch questing. To be able to get to the next stage, you need to find that to get into that. The helm of which is perfect. Clapham Junction. The helm of Clapham Junction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Not yeah, the girdle of mud shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Although you should say, we should say that this film, as, as great as it is, I think it's elevated yeah. by Chris Pine's very charismatic. Yeah, and Hugh Grant's just having the time of his life. Oh, Hugh Grant! Hugh Grant in the last sort of five six years <laughs> is just having so much fun, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Even in those, I mean, I've, I've seen him in the new Guy Ritchie one. <laughs> it's just awful, but he's having such a laugh. Yeah. No, absolutely. He just seems to have gone. Ah, fuck it. I'm just going to have a laugh, and then loads yeah. Of and his villain in, in um, this one is re- really reminded me of his villain in Paddington 2. Yeah, I think that's what they're going for, isn't it? Yeah. They basically said to him, do that again. But it's, it's a really nice idea to, to take fantasy, which is normally something like, someone is made of pure evil, mm. and all that. And it's slightly ambiguous with this. It's just slightly greedy, you know, dicky people that, that eventually get their comeuppance. Yeah. It's really good fun. My only, my only reservation is that the baddy red druid lady... Right. Uh, she's not in it enough to be a threat. Got you. It's like if in Star Wars, Darth Vader's just seen in the periphery. Just <laughs> yeah, like, just, seen, just seen passing. Yeah, and you're like, oh, what's, he what's his deal? Yeah, you just see a toilet flush and him just go around the back. Like, what? <laughs> he walks out with his cape down his pants. Yeah, <laughs> tapped in the back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I won't say anything. I'd leave it a minute, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's she's not scary enough. So when the the, no. end, the end battle with her just feels a bit anticlimactic, <coughs> it does a little bit, and it's a bit busy. Mm. But that's sort of fine. Um, yeah. 
they, um, I mean, the whole bit, I think it's called the Sun Games, it's all the Sun Tournament, yeah. where they actually have to be in a dungeon. Mm. Is really good fun. I love the idea that, yeah. of, of the temporary maze and the running around. And again, for the fans, you're going. That's a gelatinous cube, and you're going apeshit mental. <laughs> <laughs> but that's no. a gelatinous cube. And you do see, as you mentioned earlier, you do see the guys from the cartoon in the background. That's brilliant. Mm. That is, and they're just in the background, not quite detailed enough. But because you know the primary colours of their costumes from the cartoon, mm. and, and also it looks like they're just being beaten the shit out of and yeah. killed. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. It's a really funny little thing to shove in. Does make me wish though they do a proper film or TV series of the cartoon. I wonder if that was their original plan back in yeah. 2013 is to literally do live action of, of the thing because it is a good idea is placing normal people in a fantasy world. Yeah, and it's but also... then you'd have to have that little dungeon master all the time, oh, which would yeah. be Warwick Davis, Warish, or Wallace Shawn, or Wallace Shawn. <laughs> Inconceivable to be all that. Yeah, and then you have to have that little fucking unicorn uni. Oh, and quite frankly, all you want to do is snap its horn off and then oh. drop kick it down a cliff. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But when you think about it, the, the cartoon was essentially quantum leap, wasn't it? Because every week, yeah, they couldn't get where they were going. Yeah, and they had to go and do a fetch quest. They have mm. to. You're in the land of the of the orcs this week, and you need to find this staff to open up the next doorway. Mm. And that's all it ever was. Which is great fun, and this film does that really well. Well, if you need to find that, you've got to get across here. How do we get across here? We can. Ah, well, I've got a wand of teleportation, which is how they get across all the things. Yes, that's a but great it's just bit, full right? of really funny gags in between. Like there's that bit where they have to cross that big bridge oh, with the chasm. It's just really funny, and they so throw funny. away silly joke. <laughs> he just puts his foot up to listen to what she's saying, and the whole bridge collapses. Oh, bridge just collapses. <laughs> and it's literally them looking at each other like, you, you utter prick. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's funny because that cat, um, is that the magician guy? Yeah, yeah. He, he's really good in it because they do something very sensible, which is they make the magician not a not good magician or a mm. self-doubting magician. Yeah. Because if magic is your catch or solver, it's mm. really no good. Yeah. So you make him like, I'm not very good at this. Yeah, and then he's got an arc for the end. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. lovely. Yeah, it's all about his dad, isn't it, or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. Uh, and then you've got that wonderful sequence in the graveyard, which... Oh, my God. Oh. I mean, this is like... Do you remember Holy Grail did that bit on the bridge? Yeah. Mm. We're going to slightly nick it. But oh. it's done so well. So well. I think it's... I think what's, what's, so for those who don't know, to find the Helm of Disconjunction, they, they've got to find out which ancestor had it. So they go to the graveyard of a great battle. Mm. They've got something like a pendant that if you put on a corpse <laughs> will come to life. 
and you can ask it only five questions. So there's the obvious joke about, are you the corpse of La La La? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. How long have you been here? A long time. Do you know where the helm is? Yeah. Are you going to tell me? No. And then die. Yeah. <laughs> and they have to go to the next one. But then there's that shot about, it's almost like four hours later, and they've yeah. dug up about a hundred people. <laughs> and then the last one, he gives it to them one answer. Then he's like, okay. Yeah. And then it's left. Yeah. <laughs> Go, let me die. And they're like, nah, you're all right. And I, what I thought, what I hoped would happen did happen. You get a kind of joke from Airplane where post credits, he's still sat in the graveyard going, hello. Yeah, just lovely, just really nice little comedy bum-ups in this, which is just such a perfect tone for this film. Because like you, I was expecting it to just be like, oh, here we go, it's going to be another one of those, the evil will spread across the land and everyone will have to eat turnips forever. And you're like, oh, I don't care. The trailers did it no favours. Well, it didn't do well in the, it didn't do that good in the box office, apparently. No. It did all right, it made money, but not much. It was like 150 mil to make and made about 210. Yeah. Um, I blame the trailer. But it was I, trailed terribly, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, this is exactly in my wheelhouse. And I saw the trailer and I thought, oh, that looks awful. Yeah, same. But it's really fun. It's really good fun. So, I mean, and, and they've been asked, are you going to do a sequel? And they said, no, we don't want to turn it into a franchise. Oh. Which is a shame. So, which is now why I think, well, then do do it like a TV show. Because I think that's yeah. the way to go yeah. with it. Yeah. And, of course, it does the funniest thing ever, which is it's called Dungeons and Dragons. So, you know, you're going to have to have the dragon. Mm. When you get the dragon, it's a big fat dragon. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about the big it's fat really dragon. It's a really funny idea. <laughs> a massive lazy fat dragon. Yeah. Like overweight, obese dragon. Just keeps rolling he around in gold. Just rolls after them down yeah. gold. It's just really funny. Mm. It's a really funny choice as well, because you know that the people are going the dragon's obviously got to be one of the big events. It's mm. called Dunners and Bloody Dragons. Mm. And they go, Well, shall we flip it on its side and just make it really fat and lazy? <laughs> I did it's really it. funny. <laughs> Genuinely funny. Yeah, it's a shame they can't they're not making more because I assumed they'd probably make more, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and the subtitle being different for the next film or something, like a different adventure. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But I'm guessing they probably won't because no one went to see it. Yeah, I don't think anyone did. did they? But also, maybe it's it just it's that hangover of cinema that we've had for the last year or so that's yeah. now suddenly with Barbie and Oppenheimer seems to be temporarily... You know, we put sticking plaster over it, but yeah. it would go back to no one going again. Because no. when I went to see it, hmm. I think there was three of us. Oh, God. Yeah. And when I saw Indy a couple of weeks ago, I think it was five of us. Mm. You know, it's just like, I'm not used to that. Oh, I know. When I went to see Oppenheimer, uh, yeah. the bloke next to me was just checking his phone every now and then because he got bored. Right. Well, it's a three-hour job, isn't it? Yeah, but still. I mean, what are you expecting? Yeah, well, yeah, a musical, I suppose, he was expecting. Yeah. Or something, I don't know. I think, well, there is boobs in it, so he was probably happy with is that. Is there? Do yeah. they blow up? Yeah, they blow up. <laughs> they blow up. <laughs> this is, I am become horny. <laughs> um. So this, I, mm. I, like, I like the pace of the film, it's really good fun. Mm. Um, it's, it's not your golden sort of, like, you know, hour and 20, which you won, it's an hour and 40, but it's still... I really I think liked it's it. It's well over two hours. Oh, is it? Yeah. It didn't feel it. It didn't feel it to no, me at all. No. And I love the the their breakout, the joke at the you know when they break out. Like you, you mentioned, that it's all all reliant on one of the one of the one of the <laughs> counselors being there, so they could just hold on to his talons and wings and fly out, <laughs> push him through the window, which, which they, they try again yeah, later, which is very funny. It, but they, but they just up the window. Bricked up the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I also really liked the. Um, portal thing they used to get into the um 
Di- the uh, dimension door. Yeah. yeah, to get into the wagon with all the gold. Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, the heist thing is really funny. Yeah, and there's that great shot with the the girl from it, who's like the one who can change into different things. Oh, which yes. just kind of leans forward, and then the camera tips right over, and she's inside the car. So much fun, isn't it? They mm. do the, that that perspective gag so well. Yeah, um, it's really good fun, isn't it? And that whole yeah. sequence is really exciting. Yeah. Um, and so is the so is the maze, the the actual dungeons element of Dungeons and Dragons is done really well. Oh yeah, I wasn't I sure about cr- that at first because it was like tons of bricks flying up out of nowhere, and I was like, oh god, that looks a bit messy. But once. It settled and they got inside. It was a really cool sequence. It's really good fun, isn't it? I mean, them all inside the gelatinous cube holding their breath, mm. <laughs> trying not to be, um, you know, dissolved. <laughs> but it felt like one of those films that we would come out when we were growing up. Like, maybe not like an A movie, but you know, like a B movie you'd get out of a video shop that right. didn't, didn't go in the cinema or anything. It just had that fun energy to it. And, the, yeah. and as you say, a quest. You don't get many quest films. Certainly not out not and now. out quests. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. I, I hope it just. I hope it's one of those films that that people just rent now or, or or they stream and they watch and it gets a bit more of a like. This is a really fun film. Cult classic. Yeah, because it's yeah. a lot better than a lot of the Marvels that are out there at the moment. Definitely, like Ant Man and the and the oh, Yawn Jesus or whatever Christ. it is. I, just, actually, I don't care. I actually sort of watched Quantum Mania recently because I was ill. And I basically ended up sort of skimming bits of it because it was just so boring. Uh, so if I saw boring. that, if I saw that cinema, not only would I walk out, I would then walk back in just to shout at it, <laughs> then then walk out again. So, you know, I did walk out. When I was watching it. I was on a plane. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! And I'm dead. And I'm oh. dead. And I'm dead, but I'm still doing the show. Uh, <laughs> still doing the show. Professional liar. <laughs> so if you watch it, I mean, there's one of my favourite monsters in it. I was going, I wonder if they'll have a mimic, and they have a mimic, which is that thing that pretends to be a big treasure chest. Oh yeah, yeah and then yeah. when you open it, it's just a big mouse. Hmm. That's like D and D favorite. If you play a game, you're like, oh, going to shove a mimic in there for the thief to nice. to want to stick his hand in. Brilliant fun. So it's got all that in it. Hmm. Really, but owl bear. I was like, really an owl bear? That's mad. And also displacer beast. I was like, that's really niche for Dungeons and Dragons. What's displacer beast? <laughs> those are those panthers with the. Oh tentacles. right, sorry. Yeah. So they displace themselves. They phase themselves. So you think you're hitting it, but you're not. Ah, oh, so they're so like. Little bit, like Total Recall. Bit, yeah, like I was about to say, like Arnie and Total Recall. You'll think this yeah. is the real Quaid. It is. You're right. <laughs> uh, it also made me wish. Do you remember a video game in the 80s called Gauntlet? Yeah. Oh, it makes me want them to do a movie of that. That'd be fun. Oh, Gauntlet would be great fun, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's a ranger, a barbarian, and a mage, isn't it? Yes, right, yeah. Just fighting their way through an endless maze. Maybe I'm a mage. Maybe I'm the only wizard <laughs> who could ever help you. I suppose the closest you can get to that now is a game called Diablo. Oh, yeah. That's sort of a very similar vein. Mm. You know, level-based and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it just makes you worry about cinema generally because I was reading the other day about you know, you know that game Borderlands. Yes, they made a movie of it, and a, it was about oh. three years ago, I think. And the guy who wrote it, the initial screenplay, was the guy who wrote The Last of Us and Chernobyl. Okay, Craig Mason. So um, he, he sort of knows his onions. He knows his onions, but I think in the I think I read in the last month or so he's asked for his name to be taken off of it because I guess they've changed the script so much. Oh, uh, he no longer knows his onions. That's well, no, he does know the onion. He just doesn't want to be associated with that onion. It's just a rotten onion. This is a rotten, no, bloody onion. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. And it's Eli Roth, and it's probably going to shit out at some point next year, and no one's going to like it. And but they'll they'll put it out with no. With no blustery hoopla, won't they? But, yeah. you know, he, he goes, like this Aquaman 2 that's coming out at Christmas, apparently. That's going to oh, be really bad. Right, I didn't even sit through Aquaman 1. But you did watch The Flash, though, didn't you? I watched The Flash, but I had to watch The Flash just because just I had to see the original Batman. Well, not the original Batman, but I had to see Keaton's Batman. Hmm. What did you and think? It's, 
I love Keaton's Batman. That's the only bit I can tell you about because that's the only bit where I watched. Mm. And the rest of the time I went, oh, don't care, don't care, don't care. I didn't like Keep his costume. running, money boy. His costume was... Didn't like his costume, didn't like the effects of when he ran. Mm. Uh, some of the special effects looked like they were done with, like, fucking, like, you know, they were doing morph or chicken run at the same <laughs> time. It's like, this is rubbish. Yeah, it's so weird. But anyway... Can you... Their effect... Yeah, anyway, sorry, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we could talk about The Flash all day. But we've talked about Dungeons yeah. & Dragons, so I'd, I'd say watch it if you haven't seen it, and if you have seen it, I'm sure you enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah, it's on most streaming platforms now for £3.50, which I think is ideal. That's like going is to it? Blockbusters. Ah. Yeah, £3.50. That's oh, all right. That's ideal. That's all right, isn't it? I don't, yeah. I don't know whether that's you can own it or just rent it. But, I don't know. Um, rent well it. worth it. And I, I hope lots of people do, and it becomes one of those films where people go, you should watch this. It's a really fun film. Yeah, I agree. You know, because it is just, just really good fun. Everyone's having the time of their lives. No one's really terribly miscat. Like, all the main gang are really good fun. Yep. Chris Pine and I can never remember the actress's name, the one who plays the barbarian, his Michelle best mate. Rodriguez. She's brilliant. Yeah, she's yeah. so good at that, mm. at that tough woman thing, isn't she? Yeah. She's really good fun in that sort of thing. I really like, and the, I like, and, you know, the yeah. Sorry, I was going to say the girl that was from it. You know, the one who can change into other things. She's popping up in lots of things. Yeah. She was in um, uh, that new Wes Anderson film, uh, Asteroid City. She was in that as well. Right. She's, she's okay. Very good. And that guy, yeah, Justice Smith, fun. who plays Simon the Wizard guy. Um, yeah, he, he's an American, but he, for some reason he's got a British accent in this. But he does it really well, and he, I really enjoyed he him in this. Yeah, I think he's brilliant fun. And so's mm. the guy who plays the uptight paladin, because you always have to have an uptight paladin, um, which is the guy who's always like, "Oh, we must do, we must always go for honor and truth." And that, like, oh, he's a lovely yes. character. Yeah. He's a love in games. He's a perfect when you play Dungeons and Dragons. If you've got a guy who plays a paladin, you're always like, "Oh fuck, we're with a paladin." Mm. So you know it. Because in Dungeons and Dragons, everyone has an alignment. Everyone has like you. You could be you could be super duper duper lawfully good, mm. which paladins always have to be. They have to be lawful good. Then you could be chaotic good, which is you're a good person, but you'll do things slightly naughty. Mm. And then that goes all the way to the other side, which is lawful evil and neutral evil or chaotic evil, which is just like. Mm. So whenever you're on a quest and you're like, oh, we need to break into this thing to find this thing, the paladin's always the fucking one going, no, we shouldn't do that. And you always want to kill the paladin. Ah, oh, so that's kind of like an in-joke. I didn't realise that. Kind of, yeah. Mm. You, sort of, you, you play it to your alignment as well. So he's a good counterpoint to all them, which is always like, we must do it this way. And they're always like, yeah, 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 of course we will. Mm. And then they'll be naughty, which is always good fun. Because yeah. then you get a nice bit of, you know, the, the dynamics of the group is what it should be. Because ah. that's the whole point of playing Dungeons and Dragons is, mm. um, is you go where it's, it's a mad game to get, get into because it's got a, it's got so much rules. But at the same time, it's the most free game in the world to play. It's quite because the dungeon master goes, you, you're in a hallway. What do you want to do? And they go, well, what does it look like? And they go, you can go up the stairs. Here. You can go in that door, that door and that door and that door. And then you just go, what do you want to do? And they could just go, I'm just going to sit down and stick a candle up my ass. And yeah. you go, okay, you sit down and stick a candle up your ass. <laughs> I'd like to make love to a frog. <laughs> right, okay, well. <laughs> so the druid turns herself into a frog. And then, you know, they off, off you go. So you can sort of do anything, which is really good fun. And you can make your own monsters up. And you can even, I mean, now people play games where they, where they take the rules of Dungeons and Dragons and they put it into another world. So you could do it like Star Trek. Mm. Or you could do it like Doctor Who, or you whatever. You just take that rule and you just slightly tweak it, because it's it's it's, it's a handbook, it's a guidebook, but that's all it is. Yeah. Well, what's quite sweet is there's a comic shop near me uh, that my kids like going in, and when we go in there, there's very often at the back of the shop a man masturbating. The man masturbating. 
Yeah. The man must have been. And he's lovely. He's lovely. <laughs> he's a lovely man. Yeah. No, there's a there's a table and there's pretty much like nine point nine times out of ten we go in there, there's a D and D game going on. Ah yeah. It's either sweet. that or people have got their little die cast models out and they're doing Warhammer games. Mm. See, this is like that was my youth. Mm. That's what I used to do. Just hang around with spotty nerdy boys and <laughs> pretend to have adventures all day. And hitchhike to London to potentially and get abducted hitchhike. and killed. Hitchhike to London and maybe get <laughs> put into the back of a van and take take into someone's cottage and made to dress up like a fucking princess. <laughs> Until he released me. <laughs> I mean, judging by some of the face swaps I've seen of you, I think you've done a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, there's that dangerous... Because it's all reliant on imagination. Mm. Some people just really go, like the guy, I, you know, I killed his captain and he cried. It's, it's lovely to have an imagination, but you've created this whole world and you think it's real. Yeah. And it ain't. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And you can play Dungeons & Dragons now, there are clubs... And you you want to go to them and play with like my just normally when you play it you just have a laugh, but then there's always the guy who turns up in the crushed velvet, like fucking cowl, and he's got tattoos, genuine tattoos around his face, and you're like, oh, you came on the tube looking like that, mm. you know, because he's mm. like, I am Thormore the, <laughs> the lobster of Garampadum, and you're like, you're not, your name's George, and you work at Asda. <laughs> Which but is, it's he so made all those clothes, so he had the last laugh. <laughs> there you go! There you go. <laughs> and on that bombshell, <sighs> thank you very much, Paul Litchfield. You're more than welcome. Uh, let me roll a dice and I'll see how, how we um, close. Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, let's see what... Hmm. It's a 12, let me look. Um, oh, uh, please may I fondle your buttocks. Oh. I'm so, I'm so sorry. That's right, what dice is it? It's a twenty-sided dice, but it's it's an erotic one, obviously. It's an erotic one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's made out of my own skin and hair and teeth. It's so it's so erotic. Uh, how sexy! <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome, mate. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.